Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. What's it like to be on Shark Tank and even to work with Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary? Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz. Welcome to the LeadX Show. Please send a Facebook status out there for me and let your friends know that the LeadX podcast helps you to stand out and to get ahead. It's the best way to spend your commute. And check out leadx.org, that's O-R-G, where we're offering a new free online course every single day. We've been doing courses on authentic leadership, delegation. I taught a course on employee engagement and even how to maximize your energy and focus. Today on the show, you're gonna hear from a tech entrepreneur who appeared on Shark Tank. We talk about how to stay true to your dream, what's it like working with Mr. Wonderful, and how you can fund your dream honeymoon. But first, today's tip is drop your phone. Ever wonder why there's no technical support phone number for Facebook? You know, you're trying to figure out those privacy settings or the photo albums are too complicated. Why can't we just call up customer service? You can't call Facebook phone support because you are not the customer. You are the product. Now, if you just had an OMG reaction, like when you found out Bruce Willis was actually dead in The Sixth Sense, you're not alone. Facebook has customers, of course. They got 4 million customers, but we're not them. Their customers are Coca-Cola and Walmart and your local pizzeria. The little mobile phone screen has replaced the big TV screen for advertising. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, mobile games, they all make money when they get your attention. That's the only way you're going to see an ad is if they've got your attention. So they all employ a small army of mind jackers. I think officially they're called experience designers. <laughs> they get your attention as often as possible. How do they do it? They invent things like push notifications and those little numbers in red circles indicating you've got a new message. Those never ending scrolling feeds. They all high-fived when they invented that. Leaderboards and even swipe left or swipe right. Do I want to be Pavlov's dog? Listen, I love my phone, but when I'm not actually using it, I put it on airplane mode and place it out of sight. I reach for it when I want to, not when they want me to. Drop your phone. Our guest today is an entrepreneur who's an expert in wedding and crowdfunding industries. She and her husband started the company Honey Fund after their own wedding, when guests contributed more than $5,000 towards their dream honeymoon, they went to Fiji. Honey Fund is now the number one online wedding registry. After appearing on the TV show Shark Tank, they landed an investment from Kevin O'Leary and they launched a new site, Plum Fund, which is an online crowd gifting site for all of life's occasions. Our guest is Sarah Margulis. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Kevin. Glad to be here. So, Sarah, it's sort of a tradition. I always start out asking our guests the same first question. I'm hoping you're going to tell us a time, like, when did you fail at something and what did you learn from it? Because I, my listeners, you know, we all want to learn from your failure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, 
there are so many times that I failed that it's hard to just pick one. <laughs> but um, but I think one that would really resonate with your users has to do with uh, when we first started Honey Fund. My husband Josh and I were living together. We had everything we needed for our wedding and for our home, but we didn't really have a lot left over for the honeymoon. So we started Honey Fund to make our dream honeymoon happen. And really, once the site got up and running, we had this idea of how we were going to monetize it. We were going to monetize with um, basically like a local vendor directory of, you know, wedding vendors, travel agents, people who wanted to to reach our wedding couples. And, uh, you know, we built it all out and we launched the site and we started getting users. And what we realized pretty quickly was that the ad directory wasn't going to be viable for quite some time, especially given the, the small, you know, user base that we had starting right. out. And um, and we, you know, it was funny in hindsight, you know, we were first-time entrepreneurs, you know, we'd, we'd kind of made our little makeshift honey fund for our own wedding, and it worked so well. We never even considered that anything about this could fail. Right, right. <laughs> but the, ven- <laughs> the vendor directory just totally failed. So what we ended up doing was... Um, pivoting to a freemium model. So we um, we took feedback from users over um, a couple years. We had the luxury of running this site as a hobby for the first couple years and building a user base before we had to worry too much about monetizing it. And, um, and so we pivoted to a freemium model based on features that our customers were asking for. Do you think your users are familiar with the freemium model or do you want me to explain that a little bit more? I think it's okay. I think most people understand that. Yeah. Great. So so we packaged up the most sought after features into you know, a one time upgrade that we called Honey Fund Premium. And um, that's what actually turned the Honey Fund website into a business. So this is um, there's so much good stuff in here and on, and on different levels. And I will I will sort of explain a few things, I think, for our audience. I mean, the, the first thing is, you know, it, it's amazing. Like I, I, it's a true entrepreneur, like the thought of failure never crossed your mind, even though you'd never done right. it before. Right. <laughs> right. And I've had some wins and exits and I've had some failures. And for myself, actually, the failures were always when like I just knew it was going to work and I didn't need to talk to my customers because I knew what they wanted. (laughs) Those were the ones that didn't work out well. But what I, you know, another great uh, takeaway here, Sarah, is like, you know, you you've remained true to the ultimate vision, the ultimate goal, but you've remained flexible in how you're going to get there. So really early on, you, as right. you said, you know, you did this pivot, career goals, life goals. You know, if if something's not working out, the sooner we can see that data and give ourselves that hard truth, the better. It doesn't mean we've we've failed in the big scheme of things. It just means we found one way we're not going to get there and we're going to start trying another path. So I think that's, you know, really great advice. And building on that, Sarah, you know, what would you say is like now that you've been an entrepreneur for a while, what's some generic advice you would give a, a first time entrepreneur or someone who's thinking about making that leap into being an entrepreneur? What would you tell them? You know, that's, I'm really glad you asked me that. I had the pleasure of speaking at the Inc. Women's Summit last Monday, and uh, Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, was our keynote speaker. And she shared something that really resonated with me. She talks a lot about the pre-work that she did on herself before she jumped into her business. And by the pre-work she meant, for her, it was a lot of learning through tapes that her father had given her from Wayne Dyer. She was learning about, you know, really fortifying her own inner strength, her own belief in herself, her her belief that opportunities are limitless, her belief that, you know, failure is part of the path to success. And I would say that if there's one thing someone who's, who's thinking about going into um, entrepreneurship should do is really 
do that inner work, do that, um, do that daily practice of reminding yourself that failure is important on the path to success. And that, cause you're going to get beat up, you know, entrepreneurs get beat up every single day. We get beat up by external forces. We get beat up by our failures. We get beat up by the things that our parents and our friends tell us. And we get beat up mostly by our own selves. You know, that feeling of God, why didn't I talk to my customers before I launched this product? You know, that was so stupid. And in hindsight, it's so obvious. Right. So I would say that, you know, that fortitude is just absolutely vital. Sarah, I've, you know, I've asked literally hundreds of guests now and, and, and uh, you know, other folks this kind of question. And this is a very original, unique answer. And I love it. You know, most people will talk about some other kind of common wisdom, but to really do that inner work first, and it never really stops, right? Because as you said, never. I mean, look, you could be Jeff Bezos of Amazon and you're still going to have failures. You know, you've got more problems when you're running a billion dollar company than when you're running a thousand dollar company. So it never really ends. Absolutely. And I would say, you know, as you grow, as your company grows, as you take on more responsibility, of course, there becomes more problems. As you go from being an entrepreneur that runs, you know, a little side project to being someone who runs a company with employees and policies and partnerships and contracts and legal, you know, you've got to have more of that internal fortitude and you've got to have a daily practice that keeps you grounded or you really can risk losing everything to the pressure. That's right. Now, I, you know, I mentioned, of course, in at the beginning of the show, uh, Honey Fund, and you sort of gave a quick intro in your failure story. But tell us more. You know, it came out of uh, you and your, well, at the time, fiance's dream to have this amazing honeymoon that you didn't have the funds for at the time, right? Yep. So Josh and I were late 20s living in San Francisco in a one-bedroom flat. He was a software engineer at Macromedia, which got bought by Adobe. And I was working in marketing and getting my MBA. And, you know, we had this dream of, of being financially free and being able to raise a family without two working parents. And we had everything we needed for our home. Like I said, we were looking for, um, we, and we were paying for our own wedding, of course, because right. nobody's parents fork up the money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we thought, you know, we really want to take a, a memorable honeymoon. And, you know, it's going to cost us probably a solid five grand to get halfway across the world to go to Fiji, where we dreamed of going. So we'd heard of the idea. All we did was just put a simple wish list out to our friends and family on our own wedding website. And they absolutely shocked us with more than $5,000 in, in contributions wow. and a huge enthusiasm for the idea. And that was really what drove us to start honeyfund.com. Yeah. And this is brilliant. I, as people, I hadn't thought about this until I came across your story that as, as people are getting married, you know, later and later these days, they don't need all that basic, you know, home building <laughs> nesting stuff that maybe they needed back in the 1950s or whatever. Right. So this idea of like, Hey, but help us to, you know, put together, help us to pay for, for a great honeymoon you know, was a great idea. And, you know, one of the, the ways your your company really took off or got a lot of attention is you ended up on the, the TV show, the reality show Shark Tank. So what, how did you end up on Shark Tank and what was that like? Yeah, well, you know, we had the great fortune of being sought after by Shark Tank. A casting director emailed us um, in late December of 13. And she said, you know, we were interested in talking to you about coming on the show. And I had never seen Shark Tank. I'm um, not a huge fan of reality television. And I my, my gut response was no way. We'll right. go on a reality <laughs> show. But once, of course, we saw the show and, and saw the potential for um, 
you know, the, the marketing of our company. Yeah. Um, we absolutely applied with no hesitation and we were fortunate to get cast and we went in the tank on in June of 14. June of 14. And I've heard that like, you know, we, as the viewer, we see, what is it like a 10, 15 minute clip of the, of the pitch and the questions, but it's actually very long. I hear you're, you're, you're being filmed and interacting on stage there for quite a long time. Yeah, I would say um, ours was probably pretty average. I've heard of pitches going up to two, three hours. We were in there less than an hour. It is every bit as grueling as it looks on television. Wow. <laughs> Definitely the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever done. See, I was always wondering about that because it seems pretty nerve-wracking and intimidating. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute, you know, before all this are like, are you hanging out with Mark Cuban eating, you know, celery and carrots and just chit-chatting <laughs> and then everybody's got to act like you guys are walking on all scary, but you're saying it is pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And no, you don't meet the sharks at all before you go in. They've never heard of you, you know, unless they've used the site, which in our case, a couple of the sharks had actually given gifts on Honey Fun before. Oh, wow. And you walk in and you give your two minute rehearsed, you know, pitch and then the questions start flying and oh boy, do they really fly. <laughs> wow. Wow. And you ended up getting a deal. That's right. Yep, we got to deal with Kevin O'Leary. Now on the show, if if any of my listeners, and we we have listeners in 148 countries, so I know not all of them will uh, be familiar with the show. But uh, you know, Kevin O'Leary has the the reputation of being you know a little little blunt, a little abrasive. Uh, they teasingly call him Mister Wonderful. You know, how was he on the show, and then what's he been like to work with afterwards? You know, Kevin was really great on the show. I walked into the tank kind of my strategy, my pre-work right. <laughs> before I went in was, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pick a shark that I feel comfortable talking to. And if, if I get overwhelmed at all, I'll just focus on that person. And that person for me was Barbara Corcoran. Mm. And, um, and so, you know, we got a deal from, we got a, um, an offer from Robert first. It was a terrible offer. I think I rolled my eyes on public television. <laughs> 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 and then we had Barbara who countered which was great because I felt like, okay, my person is here and she's supporting us. She complimented us. Meanwhile, Mark Cuban's rolling his eyes at some of the things we're saying. <laughs> and then Kevin comes out with this really incredible offer. It was no equity. And it was basically a loan for the amount uh, that we were looking for with a three times payback. And then he goes away. And we thought, wow, you know, we'd watched several episodes right. of the show at that point. We couldn't, even Mark Cuban said on the episode, I can't believe Kevin offered you that good of a deal. I've never heard of that before. So, you know, my husband was incredulous. We had to actually step away yeah. for us to really talk through the offer. But in the end, it was the right one. And um, and we happily accepted. And Kevin's been totally available to us, totally, um, you know, free with his brutal honesty <laughs> and advice. <laughs> um, he doesn't sugarcoat anything, which I really appreciate. And like I said, you get beat up a lot as an entrepreneur. But when it's coming from someone you respect and someone you know has your best interest at heart, um, it's easier to take. And he's still there for us today. Really a great partner. That's great to hear. I'm really happy that has worked out for you. And, and again, you just said something that is so valuable, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, about you, like you welcome that brutal feedback, that that honest feedback. And you said, because you know, it's coming from the right place. I mean, he's on your team. So he's not saying it to hurt you, to derail you. As long as right. you know, it's coming from the right place. You want that honest feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't take criticism from anyone, much less someone who has your best interest at heart, you really should second guess, you know, becoming an entrepreneur at all. <laughs> right, right. And so you've now launched a new site. Tell me about that. 
Yeah. So we, right before we went into the tank, we launched a sister site called Plum Fund, Plum Like the Fruit. Right. And this site is there to allow Honey Fund couples and other people to crowd gift for other life events. So for example, baby showers was a natural follow on to Honey Fund. And so we power baby funds through Plum Fund. Uh, We also see people funding anniversary trips for their parents' 50th or uh, milestone birthdays. And more recently, we're really seeing the site used um, for lots of general crowdfunding applications like, you know, hardships, uh, tragedies. Um, we're, We're seeing a lot more people using it for divorce now, actually, which is very interesting because that grew organically from our user base on Plum Fund. Well, tell me more about that. How's that work? So I'm a, I'm a divorced guy for like probably 10 years ago. So I'm a little late, but like, how would that have worked for me? Yeah. Well, lots of people, obviously when you, um, when you get married, you know, you go through a lot that changes your life in terms of joining households and finances and things. And then when you get divorced, all that becomes undone Right. and there's costs associated with that. Um, you know, a lot of times you just simply need a new couch or you need, you know, someone to watch your kids certain days of the week. So people are getting really creative with Plum Fund and they're putting together wish lists of things that they need and asking their friends and family to support them through a really important time in their lives. Wow, that's that's amazing. I, um, <laughs> I'm laughing about it, but um, 10 years ago when uh, my wife and I split up, I moved out and I didn't even take a spoon. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was exactly. like, it was like worse than when I left my parents because they gave me like an old couch and an old set of dishes or something. Right. So yeah, I could right, see how exactly. even later in life you could be in a tough position and, and, you know, need some support from uh, friends and family members. Exactly. So what's the best way our listeners can find out more about you and your companies and really, um, you know, whether they want to use the platforms or just stay in touch and keep an eye on what you're doing as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. I always welcome, you know, emails or, you know, reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Sarah Marg, S-A-R-A-M-A-R-G. My email is Sarah, S-A-R-A, at honeyfund.com. And you can always go on our sites, honeyfund.com and Plum Fund, or download the HoneyFund app and uh, get started making your dream honeymoon happen. Make your dream honeymoon happen. I love that. And that's very generous of you, Sarah, to give your uh, your personal email address. I, I always uh, really appreciate it when you do that. Leadex family, you know, I always say, get at least 1% better every single day. Let's learn from our guests. Uh, Sarah was telling us how important it is to have that daily practice of getting uh, a little bit stronger, that inner fortitude. And today, you know, I'm just going to pick our challenge of the day to be, you know, remember to give more honest feedback. As long as it's coming from the right place, your employees need that honest feedback. Your spouse needs that honest feedback. You know, they say the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is silence. So for anybody you care about, don't reserve all that stuff and carry it around and have it weigh you down. Like, get it out. As long as it's coming from the right place, it's the right thing to do. Sarah, best of luck to you, and thanks for coming on to the Lead X Show. Thank you so much, Kevin. I really enjoyed it. Friends, before we go, remember, at LeadX, we're on a mission to give free leadership training and professional development to everyone, anywhere, at any time. Visit leadx.org 
leadx.org, that is, to check out our course of the day. Or visit leadx.org forward slash Branson to download our free ebook, Richard Branson's Seven Secrets to Leadership. And please take one quick minute, go to leadx.org forward slash subscribe to subscribe and leave a rating for this podcast, The LeadX Leadership Show, leadx.org forward slash subscribe. Until next time, remember, you have incredible influence on those around you, your family, your team at work, your community. We all need you to lead mindfully. How will you lead today?